Welcome to Textonation. Joining us is Patrick Stewart, Director of Product and Business Development at a company called Hubitat, H-U-B-I-T-A-T. Thank you for joining us, Patrick. Great. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And before we talk about your, your brand new latest product, give us a little background about Hubitat. Sure. Hubitat was uh, started by uh, some, some tech enthusiasts who were uh, uh, very avid uh, um, DIY home automation users. And uh, we felt we could build a better product, uh, something that uh, uh, we felt uh, at the consumer level uh, for the DIYers, uh, uh, there was a, an absolute need for something that, that ran locally, that was reliable, fast, uh, and most importantly, private. And uh, those are the things that uh, we set out to build, uh, and uh, we've got a scrappy uh, team uh, that's been put together uh, by, uh, by our two founders. Uh, and uh, here we are, uh, about a year later after our first launch of our first product, uh, launching our, our new hub. And it's called Elevation, the Hubitat Elevation. Give us the overview on the features. Sure. So Hubitat Elevation is a, um, uh, you know, I don't know. How familiar you are with the with the the term cloud computing and tech, uh, you know. But uh, but the reality is is we took you know the IoT world, the Internet of Things, which is all cloud based, and we said you know uh, all all automation should really be done in the home. And uh, when we looked at the problems of of existing uh, technology out there uh, that that were cloud based, you had this reliance on your internet connection, and uh, not just your internet connection, but every hop in between. So if we simplified that. Uh, and did all of the processing and all of the device communications uh, at the edge of that cloud, we can still get all the benefits of smart devices, cloud-connected devices, but more importantly, we don't need to be connected to the internet for your basic uh, sensors and, uh, and switches and dimmers and all that fun stuff to, uh, to work. So we are, uh, what I like to say is the Swiss army knife of home automation tools uh, for, uh, you know, for your home. So our product is just a hub and uh, your hub, you know, once you've got that installed, uh, allows you to connect to a wide variety of consumer available uh, sensors and devices. So Zigbee and D-Wave devices are very common out there. Things like motion sensors, contact sensors, so you can tell if the door is open or closed, uh, all the way up to dimmers and switches or light bulbs. Uh, all of these things can be connected to Hubitat uh, and uh, as its central hub. And then you can write logic uh, by just simply installing one of our apps. Uh, that comes with Hubitat, and we've got over 16 built-in apps that can do various things like take that motion sensor and that light bulb, and when motion is detected, turn on that light bulb, and then when it's not, turn that light bulb off. So it's 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 kind of the brains, the 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 the, the rules engine, so to speak, uh, and that's really how this whole thing started was as a uh, as a rule machine. In fact, that's our flagship application uh, that uh, one of our founders wrote. Uh, that uh, allows you to really write complex rules uh, so you can do some amazing things. In fact, there's nothing else out there available in this space that has the, the level of complexity and, and, uh, and flexibility that uh, that Rule Machine offers. Now, is it made then for the average consumer, the way some of these smart home hubs have been in the past, or is it designed for the geekier among us? Well, I think I think by nature we we gravitated towards the the more geeky folks that are out there. I think the reality is is it's it's meant for those that have already dipped their toe into home automation. Although I will say that there's plenty of home automation uh, first timers that are starting with Hubitat. Uh, we 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 from a design philosophy, we didn't design something that uh, was was focused on the ease of use first part because as we saw our competition, we saw that 
They may have ease of use, but they can't handle the things that people want to do. Uh, things like when I walk into a room, turn on the lights, if it's after sunset, uh, but before sunrise, and if it is before midnight, turn the light color to, uh, to a sunset color, but if it's after midnight, turn the color to a, a moonlight. Uh, there's nothing out there that could do that kind of logic to really customize and make your home yourself. You could turn on that, that, that light bulb with a, motion, with a motion sensor, but at the end of the day, everybody was pretty limited because they couldn't really write the rules that they wanted to. And so we built it around a rule machine to make sure that that complexity was there. The side effect of that is, like any more complex product that you, that, that you buy and you want to get the use out of, you've got to take some time to learn it. Uh, and so, you know, one of that's, that's where we started at the early stage. We continue to improve the product to make it more user-friendly without sacrificing a lot of those, uh, capabilities and functionality. So, yeah, I, it, it certainly helps if you have a good understanding of, of what you want to do. Um, but, uh, you know, it's really up to your imagination. We're giving you the tool set to build out, you know, a, uh, a customized home, uh, and a personalized home in, in that standpoint. And so, uh, just like any, uh, you know, complex scenario, there's sometimes more than one way to, to tackle a rule, uh, which can, can, you know, create complexity. But, uh, uh, but we do think we have a very robust uh, tool set that allows you to do whatever you, whatever you can dream of, we can pretty much take care of it uh, from a rule standpoint. And not being dependent upon the cloud uh, for your home automation, what are the key advantages? Well, the biggest advantage, uh, I think, to, uh, to not being uh, dependent on the cloud is the fact that things run faster. Uh, with competitive systems, you might see a scenario where a, uh, an automation might take a half a second, sometimes up to two seconds before that round trip to the Internet comes back. And a half a second may not seem like a lot to people, but in a real-world scenario, it's enough time to perceive the difference between is it going to work or is it. It's enough time to create that doubt. Uh, you know, when Thomas Edison invented the, the light bulb, I don't think he ever thought that we'd be round tripping, you know, through a Rube Goldberg-esque uh, configuration of, of bounces off of the Internet to just simply turn on a light bulb today. Um, so speed is important. And, and so not being dependent on the cloud and not having that data having to go up to the cloud and do its processing there and come back, uh, you know, that means it's instantaneous. So when you, when you tell something to do something, it just happens. And, and that's the way it should be. Uh, that's the way it was back in the late 80s when I started with uh, X10 products. It, it was just local. It worked. And so in today's world, you know, with, with all of the cloud-based solutions that are out there, it just didn't make sense to do all of that processing out there. The other advantage to not being dependent on the cloud is that we don't transmit and store any of the device data out in the cloud. Now, if you connect to third parties, uh, like an like a, a Ecobee or somebody like that, there will be uh, some connectivity uh, and data being transmitted out there or to uh, Google or, or Amazon's voice assistants. But at the end of the day, those, that's what you control. Uh, so all of your device data stays local to the device, so, or to the hub, I should say. And the advantage of all that device data staying there is, well, it's private. It's not leaving your house. So therefore, uh, you know, it's, it's far more uh, private and secure. Uh, I think the, uh, the third advantage, uh, really, when we look at that is, uh, the, the customization that you have, the, the ability to, uh, uh, to really get what you want to get done, uh, and you're not relying on somebody's third-party tools out there in the cloud. So, yes, you have to be in your home. You have to be doing the work in your house, 
But from a security side of things, no one else can get to it unless they're in your house. And so, you know, with, with a lot of news out there of different organizations and different companies discontinuing their, their products that are cloud-based, uh, having something that has no reliance on the internet means that our hubs continue to function regardless of the state of their internet. So, uh, you know, if, if some way Hubitat were to disappear tomorrow, all those hubs that are out there are still going to be able to function at a local basis. And that was an important design consideration for us because uh, we've been through this. We've been, we've seen other consumer products that, you know, were cloud-based that just stopped working. And, uh, and that's, you know, that's an important, but sometimes afterthought in the overall process of, of what do I want to build my house around uh, when it comes to automation. And uh, you sort of hinted around it a little bit, but uh, Lowe's Iris, uh, their support for that is going away, and uh, a lot of their equipment is no longer going to work if they were reliant on on Iris. And so, tell us what you have to, what you can do for those customers, and uh, tell us about other equipment that you do work with. Yeah, so I mentioned we we were compatible with uh, a wide variety of uh, Z-Wave and and Zigbee sensors. Uh, Iris by Lowe's uh, uses a, a combination of Zigbee and Z-Wave sensors for their second generation and, and later devices. So, uh, so we have some compatibility with those sensors. They were actually built uh, uh, with interoperability in mind, uh, not the version one uh, devices that they had out there, but version two for the most part, uh, if they're Zigbee or Z-Wave, uh, we've got compatibility. So, uh, so we're able to bring those sensors in. They have to remove them from their uh, device, uh, from their from their Iris Hub, and then they can bring them over. In fact, we've had quite a few uh, Iris uh, customers who have uh, uh, gone out and bought uh, uh, Hubitat Elevation and have started their migration. Uh, it's it, you know, unfortunately, migrating from one hub to another is never an easy thing because it's essentially starting over. Uh, in a lot of ways, it's sometimes more complicated than literally starting from scratch because you have these existing devices. They're in their existing places. You've got to go out. You've got to reach them and you got to reset them. But once that part is done, uh, you know, it's good to be on a platform that, uh, uh, you know, is going to work uh, very reliably and, and uh, not be dependent on the cloud. And what about the light bulbs and other devices that uh, don't use Z-Wave or Zigbee but use uh, your internet within the home. Yeah. So, you know, that's the unfortunate part of it is, is we're in a, uh, um, an alphabet soup when it comes to standards. And unfortunately, uh, with Wi-Fi and Bluetooth devices, there really isn't any kind of interoperability standard that exists today. Uh, so some of these devices uh, may have a dedicated connection to a cloud service, but have no way for us to interact with them directly. Uh, so if there's no way to interact with them, uh, there's no way we can control them. And, uh, and so that's, that's part of the, the challenge here is there's, there's a handful of, of, of manufacturers out there that have come to market with uh, something that may connect to an Amazon ecosystem or a Google ecosystem, but don't connect to anything else. And unfortunately, there's just nothing we can do there. Um, these are not open standards, unfortunately. Zigbee and Z-Wave are open standards, so uh, if, it, if it's a certified Zigbee or Z-Wave device, there's a very good chance that uh, we out of the box will connect to it or that uh, if it's a new device that does something a little bit different than the standard uh, drivers that we have, we can develop custom drivers very quickly. Uh, in fact, even members of our community uh, write their own drivers uh, for, for folks. It's not a requirement to write any code or, or anything along those lines, but uh, uh, we do provide the development tools to make that happen. Interesting that the, it can be so complicated for, for consumers and, and confusing. Is, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, and unfortunately, we'd love to solve that problem uh, by by really saying that it's important for manufacturers and really when when the consumer looks for a device is to make sure it can work with other things. Just seeing it works with uh, uh, Amazon or it works with Google doesn't necessarily mean it works with everything else out there. Uh, they create one-way streets to those those uh, ecosystems. It's uh, in a lot of ways it, it reminds me of the walled garden we had with AOL in the early days of the internet. Uh, and, and so it's, it's important I, for me and, and certainly for Hubitat that, that we support open standards. And, uh, and, and I, you know, I, I wish I could wave a magic wand and, and have the industry just, you know, wake up to that uh, interoperability challenge that's out there. Unfortunately, uh, uh, everybody wants their own standard and, and, uh, and they want their own devices to connect to their own things. We've taken a different approach. We're going to be as open as we can to try to connect to as much of, of devices as we can. In fact, we're making it a system in which you can literally, uh, if we don't have it, uh, we, we give you the tools to build it yourself if, if so needed and uh, so available. So uh, unfortunately, we can only go so far. Uh, it's up to the device manufacturers to ultimately embrace standards uh, and, uh, and adopt open and local uh, secure access. Uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, it was a lot easier and in, in, in the early days of, of IoT, uh, a lot uh, faster to bring something to market that just connected to one service out in the cloud. We're now starting to see the side effect of that is when a Revolve or, or an Iris or, or somebody like that goes away, uh, you know, we just saw Scott's to, you know, discontinue their plant link because uh, they had an outage and decided to no longer continue to support it. Uh, these are the things that are just a side effect of an industry that was moving very fast to create smart devices, and I use that term loosely, uh, that, uh, that connected to a single point out on the cloud, uh, but not uh, able to control it simply on your local network. And uh, it is a problem with consumers. I, I, don't, I, I don't envy a consumer today trying to find uh, what will work with what. It's, it's a confusing soup of, 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 uh, of challenges there. Um, but what I do encourage uh, people to do is check out, look for those Zigbee and Z-Wave labels. Uh, if it is a Zigbee or Z-Wave device, uh, it's very likely it will connect locally. Uh, and and you, I think we will see yeah, Wi-Fi and Bluetooth uh, improve over time to emerge as standards. And you have info on your website that people can look into before purchasing as we well? Do. We do. Sure. Yeah, we, we do have a full uh, supported device uh, uh, list that, that lists out all the devices we know that work well. There are plenty more Zigbee and Z-Wave devices that we haven't tested that, that, that our users are, are finding that, that work. Uh, and then, you know, when we do identify some devices that don't work, we're also quick to uh, point those things out. Uh, Hubitat.com is our website. You can find out a lot of information. Our community, which is community.hubitat.com, is a great resource. Over 70,000 posts of, of our users uh, sharing their experiences, their, their triumphs and, and tribulations, getting uh, getting certain devices or, or just certain rules built. It's a it's a great user to user community that uh, uh, is very vibrant and uh, and very helpful, uh, willing to help uh, answer a lot of questions that people have out there when it comes to these types of things. Some great experts that are out there. Tell us about pricing and availability. Sure, uh, Habitat Elevation uh, for the U.S. Uh, market. Uh, it retails for $149 uh, on our website. We're currently selling it on sale for $99. Uh, and we, we've just created uh, our, our, our new hub, which is model C5. Uh, C5 is a, is, a, is a manufactured product where we finally have built in the radios. Uh, our, our previous products actually use USB sticks, uh, and that gave us incredible flexibility depending on the different markets. But for the U.S. market, 
Uh, our C5 is now a, a tiny little box. Uh, it's really surprising how small this box is, that all of this horsepower to drive your house is, 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 is something smaller than, than a hockey puck. Uh, for those that may not know what a hockey puck is, it's something that's smaller than, than a fit in, your, in the palm of your hand. Uh, and we don't have any external radios or, or USB sticks attached to this. So everything's built in now, which is, which is a great advantage for us. Uh, and so that's available now at our website. And uh, we'll soon also have uh, our Amazon store updated as well. Very cool. And again, the spelling is H-U-B-I-T-A-T. Patrick Stewart, thank you for taking the time with us. Right. Thank you very much. Now this. How many companies out there have continued to innovate when it comes to building a better radio? I'm Fred Fishkin, host of Textonation, and I'm here to tell you about the new CC SkyWave SSB radio from the wonderful people at C-Crane. Bob and his crew really love radio, and it shows in this new compact model that is packed with features. Beyond great AM and FM reception and sound, you can tune into shortwave signals from around the world. Listen to ham radio operators, aviation, and more. It's the radio you'll turn to every day and in emergencies. It will run for nearly three days on just two AA batteries. Pair the sleep timer with the new Soft Speaker 3, and you've got the perfect radio for your nightstand. Of course, it can wake you up too. Click on Ccrane at textination.com and put in the code Textination for a free flashlight with your order. They love radio, and you'll love Ccrane.